1: Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio.
2: And it's a Friday morning. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday today. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Thanks be to God for EWTN and all of our affiliates Coming up, speaking of EWTN, the one the only Doug Keck joining us at about 15 minutes past the hour, as he does every Friday. He's our president and chief operating officer. It's always great to catch up with Doug for so many reasons. Obviously, we discuss great programming, and you can jot things down and set your DVR and all that good stuff. But I love getting his perspective on things going on in the world, and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about the recent words of uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, EWTN News Nightly, Uh, asked a very poignant question, and her response was, how shall we say, interesting. I'll be talking about that at the bottom of the hour with Fact Check Friday and also in terms of my own conversion on this issue and how the media had a lot to do with my complete ignorance on this topic. I was very much responsible because I was not practicing my faith at the time, but I was also very influenced by the media who, despite what they claim, and I'm talking about secular media for the most part, They know zip, zero, nada, niente when it comes to abortion, nor are they open to hearing about it too often. We'll talk about that, and then we're also going to be following up on another pro-life story. This is extremely, extremely important in terms of post-abortion healing. We're going to be joined by my friend Mary Kaminsky. She is a pastoral associate for the Newman Catholic Center at one of the colleges out east in New Jersey, and she's just a sweetheart, a sister in the Lord. She's with the Salton no More Awareness Campaign. She's also one of our new co-hosts on the Catholic View for Women, and you can see her on Sunday night, And we're talking with Father Chris Elar this weekend, 11:30 Sundays. It repeats on Monday morning. Set your DVR if 11:30 Eastern is a little bit too late for you. But this morning, given Mary's perspective and the experience that she has in working with Silent No More and going through post-abortive healing herself, uh, Janet Morana suggested her for this story. Actress Uma Thurman claiming that although an abortion she had as a teen was one of the most difficult things she ever did, difficult decisions she ever made, she has no regrets. Uh, and so we'll take a little bit of a look at this in terms of what's, what's happening here. There's a very deep-rooted psychology and there have been so many studies, Dr. Teresa Burke talks about this, Dr. David Reardon talks about this, there's tons of research that have been done on what happens uh, to women and to men who are connected with an abortion. Now, some women do not have effects for years, and they have found in some studies that it could take as long as, as 20, even 30 years for them to react to this. But you can't do something like this and not have it affect you on some level, because it just goes against human nature. Yeah, take the religious aspect out of it. Well, technically you can't because it all goes back to God. But you know what I'm saying, coming at it from just a natural law perspective. So what do we do with this? How do we respond? How do we respond lovingly but to make sure that we are explaining the truth to people? And the story about Nancy Pelosi, which you're going to hear, and you can see it on um, EW10 News Nightly. You can also follow it on Catholic News Agency. This is why, and I say it, I know all the time, and I sound like a broken record. For those of us who, again, are old enough to remember records, but we have to be raising these questions to these politicians who think we're stupid and are saying things that are not very smart. Even someone who may not know the faith all that well knows that when we're talking about free will from God, it is not so that we can do anything we want Well, I have free will, so therefore I decide I can go rob the grocery store. Oh, I can go to the mall and rob a pair of shoes because they're really cute and I don't want to pay for them. That's my free will. No, free will means you are to choose wisely. God does not want us to be puppets. He loves us enough to help us make those decisions, to make them on our own. But he also warns us all the way through Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, that we have the obligation to choose correctly in Deuteronomy, I put before you life and death, choose life, and that 's just one of many. the Ten Commandments thou shalt not kill. so when the Speaker of the House, who claims to be Catholic, is asked about this by one of our wonderful reporters at e w Ten News Nightly, she literally gets her back up i there 's a lot going on here the the The, the way she reacts. And the tone and the way she uh, is very, very disrespectful toward Archbishop Cornelini, it's very interesting. So we call for prayer. We're always asking to pray for, uh, at my parish, and every Mass, we have an intercession dedicated to praying for our leaders. And we are called, according to Scripture, to pray for our leaders. But at the same time, it's it's extremely frustrating when someone says something so utterly ridiculous regarding the faith. I didn't know a lot, as I just said, and I'll talk a little bit more about that at the bottom of the hour, about Catholicism in my faith, Uh, what I learned in grade school, I put aside because it wasn't convenient for me. But I knew the basics about free will. I knew that free will didn't mean we can go and do whatever we want. I mean, for crying out loud, I covered enough stories with people going to prison because they were instituting their free will and robbing banks or doing other things. I mean, come on, that's common sense. We're going to play that clip a little bit later on, and you have to listen to the wording she uses in the semantics. She never says abortion. She says responsibility. She says family planning. She says it's nobody's business. Although it's nobody's business, but she wants us to pay for it. She wants doctors and nurses who are pro-life to be pressured against their conscience and their free will to do abortion. So I'm sorry. It is my business, and most importantly, it is my business when you think it's okay to kill people. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I'm I'm upset about this because she's up there claiming to be a Catholic and then she goes around talking about being an Italian-American and that, that also gets my Italian up. She's not a good representative in my eyes, I'm just saying. And I pray for her, I do, because I know what it's like to be blind in, in these issues, but I also know that at some point you gotta say uncle you are god and i am not this is ridiculous trying to claim that free will gives us a right to do whatever we want which is exactly what she's saying don't kid yourself Okay, so that's our show for today that's our rundown let's take a look at the weather uh... the national weather service actually says it's going to be thanks be to god a quiet weekend pretty nice weekend overall in terms of the weather there's really not any super major activity uh, might be a few, a little rain showers in some areas, but overall looking uh, pretty good. Let's pull up the weather here. A fairly quiet weather pattern is in place across the U.S. A slow-moving front in the Northeast may produce some rain that could cause some flooding in certain areas. Just a few storms and a few possible—they're saying possible twisters. It could also impact certain areas, but they're also looking at fire weather threats that could be elevated for portions of North and South in the Southern Plains. But overall pretty quiet for now thank you jesus all right let's get to the news it is a friday morning and there is a lot of it and we'll see what's happening in and around the world on your friday morning edition of catholic connection it is just about eight minutes past the hour house speaker nancy pelosi on thursday responding to her archbishop who had said an abortion bill she's working on to pass is tantamount to child sacrifice The so-called Women's Health Protection Act legislation that would override state abortion laws and allow for abortions in some cases throughout all nine months of pregnancy is set to be voted on today. Pelosi declaring earlier this month she would bring the bill up for a vote in the House. Her local ordinary, Archbishop Salvatore Corleone of San Francisco, said the bill is nothing short of child sacrifice, making this statement, as Catholic News Agency explains, on Tuesday. When asked about Corleona's comments at the press briefing yesterday at the Capitol, Pelosi responded that it's none of our business how other people choose when it comes to the size and timing of their families. In response to the question from Eric Rosales, Capitol Hill correspondent for EWTN News Nightly, Pelosi said, the Archbishop of the city of that area of San Francisco and I had a disagreement about who should decide this, as in family size and timing. I believe that God has given us a free will to honor our responsibilities. In addition, the bill would require taxpayer funding of abortion. It could force health care workers to take part in abortions against their consciences. Archbishop Corleone again saying this week, the bill is surely the type of legislation one would expect from a devout Satanist, not a devout Catholic, and he called on Catholics to fast and pray for the bill's defeat. A high court in the U.K. ruling against a challenge by a political activist with Down syndrome to overturn the country's laws permitting late-term abortions based on disability. Two justices representing the high court there issued a ruling yesterday upholding the legality of terminating pregnancies after 24 weeks if the child is at risk of being born with a serious handicap. The justices rejected that claim that the law violates international human rights. Pro-life activist Heidi Crowder has sued the U.K.'s National Health Service for allowing the abortion of babies up to birth if they're diagnosed as having Down syndrome. Crowder is a woman with Down syndrome arguing the U.K. law discriminates against people like her by allowing them to be killed. After the court's decision, she called it a very sad day, but added that she intends to continue the legal fight against that abortion measure. Pope Francis has repeatedly highlighted the importance of protecting the family, improving the birth rates in countries where there is a demographic crisis, and also promoting generational sustainability. With the strong abortion and birth control agenda in Europe, he mentioned this once again during his press conference on the Papal Plain following his trips to Hungary and Slovakia. Francis referring to the coming demographic winter. Vatican News spoke with Vincenzo Basso, president of the Federation of the Catholic Family Associations in Europe.
3: The demographic in winter is a problem for Europe and there are some countries like Hungary, like France that are trying to solve this uh, big issue. And uh, we have uh, to thank the Pope because the Pope is putting in evidence, is stressing this uh, question, which is not uh, a contingent question, the question of today. there is uh, a question of the future, the future of our country, the future of our continent. We cannot uh, achieve any sustainable development without
4: intergenerational
3: balance. That's what uh, Papa Francis said, even in Laudato Si. I think that the most important thing that, carried out by the Hungarian government is that uh, now they are recognizing the, the role of the families and of uh, the fathers and the mothers in concurring in the common good.
2: Basso is also hoping the Pope raising concerns publicly will have an impact on the governments of Europe to help them see children and families as an investment and not as an expenditure. Sacramento area school districts are identifying more students still trapped in Afghanistan following the withdrawal of American troops.
1: They are asking for all the support that they can get because they are anxious and very hopeful that they can make it back to the U.S. where they belong.
2: Sacramento City Unified School District Superintendent Jorge Aguilar saying eight students and their families remain in Afghanistan. He also says the district's refugee task force is prepared to welcome and support the students' social emotional academic and mental health needs an arrest warrant is now out for missing florida man brian laundry a federal arrest warrant has been issued for brian laundry after a grand jury indictment investigators now five days into the massive manhunt That's reporter Katie Beck explaining he has not been seen in more than a week after his fiancée Gabby Petito turned up dead on Sunday. The two were on a cross-country road trip together last month when Brian returned home to Northport alone. This week, a federal grand jury in Wyoming did indict Laundrie on charges. He used her credit card following her disappearance. The FBI, along with multiple law enforcement agencies, continue to search for him as he remains a person of interest in Petito's homicide investigation. Search crews are continuing to look for him in the 25,000-acre Carlton Reserve. and Anyone with information on the whereabouts is asked to contact the FBI. And finally, in our news segment, at about 14 minutes past the hour, it's a Friday morning, September 24th, believe it or not, moving into the last weekend of September already. Here's a lovely story that must bring a lot of peace to a family. Mitch Evans tells us the remains of a North Carolina World War II soldier finally on their way home after he had been listed as unaccounted for for over 77 years.
3: U.S. Army 1st Lieutenant James Wright of Parkton was officially accounted for on July 9th. According to the Defense POW-MIA Accounting Agency, Wright is believed to have died on September 10th, 1944 at the age of 25 while serving as part of Lieutenant General George S. Patton's 3rd Army in France. Dental, anthropological, and DNA analysis was used to eventually identify Wright, who will be buried on October 12th in Lumber Bridge.
2: It's a Friday. Every Friday we check in with our chief operating officer and president of EWTN, Doug Keck, who graciously spends time with us to let us know what's coming up so we can mark it down on our calendars. And that's coming up right after the break. You are listening to EWTN on a Friday morning. Stay tuned.
0: Location, location, location. These are the three most important factors in real estate. The same might be said for colleges. Trudging through snow to get to an 8 a.m. statistics class is a much different experience than breezing by a palm tree to the raucous applause of a laughing gull. With the average temperature of 84 degrees and wetland nature as your backdrop, it's no wonder students tend to stay once they visit our campus. Ave Maria University, your future location, location, location. Visit avemaria.edu.
5: When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. We
0: are the pro-life generation passionate about building the culture of life in our health and in our nation. But not all health options are equally pro-life and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic healthcare care ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at
5: MyCatholicHealthCare.com.
0: That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com.
2: Always great to have Doug Peck on. He's our president, and chief operating officer. Isn't it interesting that the last two times these people have been questioned by abortion? Gee, who's asking the questions? We are. Thank you very much. Just saying.
3: Right, exactly, and that's why uh, we have uh, EW10 News nightly, and and the, and the world over, and uh, you know CNA and the other outlets we have, because we do ask the questions other d- other people don't ask because they don't want those answers and because they want to make sure they're still in the club
2: it's interesting because when um uh i think it's it's jess owens i'm trying to think of his name um from ew10 news nightly also the white house correspondent his name is me and his last name is owens i could see his picture very nice looking guy anyway he asked uh jed saki about joe biden and his position a few weeks ago on abortion and she turned owen on jensen, him and said owen owens. jensen sorry owens. i don't know why i That's said okay. jess Owens. thank you <laughs> That's right. Sorry, I'm, I'm so upset Owens? this morning. Yeah. I'm so upset this morning about Pelosi. I can't even talk. I got you. I got you. Uh, anyway, so he asks a question of Jen Psaki mm-hmm. about Biden's position on, on abortion, again, pertaining to whatever thing he was pushing at the time. I forget right, now. Right. But she turns around and she says, I know you can't get pregnant. It's like right. they never address the issue, they always turn it around on us.
3: Well, again, we go back to this thing. Who's to say that that's true anymore? I thought from her perspective in the Biden administration and the enlightened view that we now have out in the world that anybody can get pregnant. So that may not be a real statement, and uh, maybe she should take that back. But uh, that's the insanity we're dealing with. The reality is anybody with eyes to see and ears to hear, as our Lord said, knows what the truth is. And that's the tough part for people. They need to realize that... uh, self-delusion uh you know does not uh equal uh, the ability to tell the lord that i didn't know uh mm-hmm. if you're deluding yourself from the truth when the truth is put out there which is what uh, mother angelica always saw ew10's job bobby Maria, all of us job is to propose the truth and as mm-hmm. as our wonderful catholic um House uh, leader, Speaker of the House said, You know, God gave us free will. Amen. That means you will be held accountable for the decisions that you make.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's an interesting one. She and when they don't use, and this is why I think it would really be helpful to people if they went back, if they haven't seen it or if they have to watch it again, your documentary on Saul Alinsky, which came out right. a few years ago, Wolf and Sheep's Clothing, because of this whole language and this nuancing, because this is what they do, these rules for radicals, is you, you make it sound very flowery or you push it back on the other person. Right. She did the same thing to uh, the EWTM reporter again, as Jen Psaki did to, right. um, the, a couple of weeks ago, where she put it back on him saying, well, when, uh, when people have five children in six years and they can tell me what to do, well, nobody's talking about that. And then she's claiming it's nobody's business, and yet, this, this ridiculous measure that she's pushing is all of our business, first of all, because of, of we care about our brothers and sisters. But they're forcing us to pay for it, and they're forcing doctors and nurses to do abortions against their will
3: right absolutely i mean you know it goes on and on and on the answer is people know what it is but they've decided that it's uh, better for them to have the ability to do it for you know whether their misperception of economic benefit or like an uma thurman who you know my career and my future was more important than the child that i aborted um and again we we pray for everybody we don't know what situation they were in that we don't want Guidance or pressure they got, so you know we have to realize that. But to go forward after that uh, and and act like uh, that was perfectly fine, you know, as we know from um, you know the work you've done uh, over the years with uh, you know the people who regret their abortion, etc., like that. That uh, there's a lot lot of post-abortion syndrome out there, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know. And we, we're, our job is to protect people from making the same decision. Otherwise, we end up in this world where, you know, I have to let other people make the same stupid mistakes I made. Otherwise, I'm a hypocrite. No. Right. Our job, like parents and everybody else, is to say, I'm a sinner. I've made plenty of mistakes, but I've learned certain things. And let me point you in the right direction as best I can.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we're so grateful for the programming that we have on EW10, especially all the news outlets. So speaking of which, what's coming up?
3: Well, we've got the Feast of Our Lady of Walsingham, um, which is happening uh, today. We've got an, uh, an event at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Mass and a Solemnity, coming from Walsingham, which is where our headquarters is in the U.K. Mm-hmm. Also a program, a walk through Walsingham, with our own Joe Pierce and Kevin Turley, who works for us in the U.K., works for the Register as well. That's also happening uh, today. later today at 5.30 p.m. And tomorrow we also have a, another program, a story of Walsingham, England's National Shrine, of Our Lady. People can check that out. We've also got a program on Walking with Baraga, which may be of interest to people up in your neck of the woods, the Joe Gregorich story. It really talks about he's the one who championed the canonization of Frederick Baraga, the snowshoe priest, so that's an interesting documentary. We've got a program on The Little Flower in Africa coming up on Sunday. Next week, Digital Catholics with Sister Helena Burns talking about uh, what's going on with young Catholics out there. And then next week, on Tuesday, vigil for uh, Emil J. Cactuan, the Catholic priest and army chaplain. People can look for that, and also the mass uh, of Christian burial for him, uh, live from Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, on Wednesday. So just some of the things that we have coming up as we wrap up September.
2: You go into October, and it's, a, it's an incredible month for, for big saints and feast days, so I know there's going to be a lot of great programming right, coming absolutely. up in October, too. Yeah, a-
3: Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got some interesting things coming up in in, in the near future. We've got Speak of the Devil, uh, a program being produced about uh, possession and dabbling with uh, the dark side, but kind of an interesting thing set in, in, in a medieval period in Ireland. Uh, so, people can look for that we 've also got a lady of uh, Cavejo with Immaculate, mm. uh a program coming up that 'll be airing I believe in november so there 's we wow. 've got a whole series of programs uh, in the works uh, you know we we just aired the one recently um, you know on Margaret Costello, which I think if you haven 't seen it you 've got to check that out uh, we 've got some other programs, uh, one in the works on uh, Tolton. Uh, which will air next year. So wow. um, there's a lot out there and a lot happening. And it's only because of the prayers and uh, prayerful support and financial support and the people stand with EWTN even when um, you know, times are tough.
2: There was a movie, and I was talking about it yesterday, because yesterday was a Feast of Padre Pio. There was a really good movie, film that you ran. Uh, I think right, it was part two is actually,
3: yeah. Part two of Padre Pio between heaven and earth is actually yeah. running tomorrow night. Okay, because
2: so. I, I was talking about. I know there was another one. That I, maybe it was the same one you were in last year, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, in Italian with English subtitles. Right. Um, it was just really good in terms of giving us an idea of the persecution that he went through and his holiness and what he had to endure. It was it was very well done. The acting was great.
3: Right, and I think that's a really great lesson, as you point out, is you know whether it be Mother Angelica at times during her life or. Others of the great saints, of course, Divine Mercy itself, uh, you know, and uh, Saint Faustina. You know, we, we'd like to believe, and that was Mother's great insight, and in, in her new book on spirituality, it comes out quite a bit. The whole idea is that we're all called to be holy, because holy people are not plaster Paris saints. They're they're sinners that have overcome their sins. Uh, you know, in, and so. For us, we look at these people that not only did they have to overcome their own shortcomings, right? Uh, but they also had to overcome many times uh, oppression from both inside and outside the church.
2: Yeah, yeah, and even after he came out of that period, there was that scene where the Capuchins came back down and they wanted the money from the hospital. I remember watching them like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And you know, and we think that uh, we're the only ones who suffer. We have no Absolutely. idea what some of these saints went through. Doug, thanks. Have a great weekend. And thanks for all the great programming and spending time with us. And we'll be talking about a Fact Check Friday when we come back. Stay tuned. More Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN, of course.
6: Do you know any
0: Lord of the Rings fans? And unless there is much amiss in Rohan, and the power of Saruman is greatly increased, they will take the shortest way that they can find over the fields of the Rohirrim.
3: You could possibly win one of four free
6: audiobook downloads narrated by Andy Serkis. All you need to do is tune in to Catholic Drive Time on Thursday morning and be on our email list at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you.
5: Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com.
3: All healthcare professionals and their families in the Diocese of Dallas are invited to the White Mass on Saturday, October 2nd at 5 p.m. The event takes place at the Cathedral Shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe in downtown Dallas. Bishop Edward Burns will celebrate the mass. All healthcare professionals are asked to wear their white coat. The event is organized by the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas and is open to everyone who cares for the sick. There will be no reception after mass. For more information, visit cathmeddallas.org. Hi, this is Bob
0: Dwayne with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norm, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901.
2: Having a beautiful Friday morning, September 24th, 2021. I can't believe we're at the end of September already. Where did it go? Autumn is upon us. I hope it's going well for you. Stay tuned to all of our great EWTN programming, EWTN.com. And of course, co producing this show, Catholic Connection, Crest in the Afternoon, and many others, Ave Maria Radio. AveMariaRadio.net. This is a time when I normally try to do Fact Check Friday. It's something I started, if you're a new listener or don't recall how we began this segment, something I started doing prior to the election because of all the fake news that was out there and the the complete lies that people were being sold about particular issues and particular candidates, especially those with pro-life and pro-faith and family views. And so this morning what I'd like to talk about a little bit is this situation with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It's, it's not exactly breaking news where she stands on the abortion issue, but what is increasingly frustrated is the lack of follow-up on the ridiculous statements that she makes from the media. And as Doug and I were were talking uh, the last couple of weeks, it's only been our people at EWTN when they're at these events, our White House correspondent for EWTN News Nightly, and, of course, our other correspondents uh, who cover the Capitol, when these issues come up that are of concern for Catholics and things that are done by so-called Catholic politicians. I mean, we everybody should be asking and following up on these issues in the media because these are issues that affect everyone. And also, I think, just common sense. When Nancy Pelosi makes a statement, as she did, as you heard in the news story, that it's nobody's business about when you have children and how many, it's nobody's business, and that's why this law that she's pushing, which is so extreme that her own archbishop has called it akin to being child sacrifice, that people need to raise a question. Well, wait a minute. You're saying it's nobody's business, Mrs. House Speaker, but in this measure, people who are against abortion, which happen to be a majority of the people in this country, okay, that's what the pro-life surveys show. They're f- being forced to pay for it. And, and excuse me, but what about the business of caring for the least of these? Doesn't your Catholic faith teach that? And what about the business of the doctors and the nurses and the medical professionals who are against abortion and who do not want to be involved because of their religious beliefs? First and foremost it's everybody's business because abortion affects all of us. Obviously the loss of life every year still a million abortion in this country but we know over and over again the fallout of abortion in addition to the baby in the womb what happens to the women what happens to those associated with procuring abortion what happens to the workers who work inside the abortion facilities? Just talk to Abby Johnson or Bernard Nathanson or Dr. Leventino and all the people who've had a change of heart. And so we continue to pray, as Doug said, pray for the leaders. Pray for our government leaders. Every time Dominic goes out, my husband Deacon Dom, is the sidewalk counselor in Detroit on Infamous 8 Mile. And every time he goes out the council there, we pray together and we ask for protection obviously for the babies and for the mothers considering abortion but we also ask for god to enlighten the hearts and minds of those who are you know operating as escorts and trying to to push the women into these facilities and those who are inside involved in the actual act of an abortion so yes we pray for them and only god is going to judge the heart but at the same time we have a responsibility to know our faith and to preach the truth. And what Nancy Pelosi said about free will was just utterly insulting and ridiculous. And we need to be able to explain to people, because this is going to come up. They make it sound, they nuance it, they use semantics, and the media are not challenging her on this. Now, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day in terms of when trying to understand this idea of free will, I think most people, regardless of what faith group they belong to or identify with, understand that free will does not mean we can do anything we want. And do you notice how she used the term in her quotes, and and we'll play the bite um, when we come back and have Mary Kaminsky respond to it. She used the term family planning, and then she turned it on the reporter from EWTN When you have five children in six years, then you can tell me what to do. Well, nobody's talking about timing of having a baby or family planning. Those are phrases they use, just like planned parenthood, to make the killing, the slaughter of the innocent, sound acceptable. If abortion is so great and so important, then call it what it is. It's ending a life. It's a termination of a life. But they don't do that. And, and I, I believe that that is a sign of hope in terms of where a person is at. If you look at the response of Nancy Pelosi when she's asked the question by our reporter, she literally, and Doug and I were talking about this during the, the break while we were waiting for him to come on, she puts her back up. And he says to her, you're Catholic. What, what's your response to what Archbishop Corden, your Archbishop said? And she is getting very annoyed, and she's half smirking, half rolling her eyes, and then she doesn't even want to refer to His Excellency as her own archbishop. She says, my, and then she says, oh, the archbishop of that area, as if it doesn't pertain to her. But the media should have followed up with her and asked her, well, wait a minute, you say it's nobody's business but taxpayers, including those who are against abortion, are going to be forced to pay for it. That that is a question that, that doesn't have to come only from a Catholic journalist from EWTN, but that is a question that should be asked because she's not telling the truth. It is our business. It's very much our business. If you just want to look at it from the standpoint of taxpayer dollars and what they're asking and the pressure they're putting on the medical community, that is invading someone else's privacy and making your business their business. But, of course, we have the bigger picture of what's at stake here, and that is trying to claim that free will allows us to do whatever we want when we want it, which is ridiculous, and she knows better. And shame on her, and we pray for her. So I love the way God works. I uh, always try to keep an eye on my email while I'm on the air because I do get a lot of questions from listeners. And I saw this email from a friend of mine in Buffalo, Sabina. Sabine and I became buds uh, when we met on a pilgrimage to Italy a few years ago. And she's an Italian-American, and we keep in touch, and we write to each other, and her and her husband, Mark, are just adorable. And she's a very faithful mom and grandma, and she writes to me this morning, and she says, this is God's timing, right? T, you always rightly say that God's timing is perfect. Like you, I was stewing in the ugly words of Nancy Pelosi when my morning prayer took me to page 332 of The Magnificat. There I prayed. O oh God, our healer and our good, you sent your Son to cure the world's sickness by taking upon himself the burden of its guilt. Heal the diseased division that causes us to mistake evil for good. Heal the sickened mind that causes us to mistake selfishness for love. Heal the unhealthy habits that we have made our own, so that we may stand before you, whole in body, soul, and spirit, to sing your praise forever with all the saints. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. She goes on to say how the editor of Magnificat would know that we would need this prayer today. I have no idea, except to note that it is probably a lovely little God sentence. Amen, sister. Amen. Speak the truth in love, but speak the truth and ask the media to do the same. We'll be right back.
6: Celebrate the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, patron saint of animals, at a multi-day event and festival on the weekend of October 2nd and 3rd. St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in Lancaster is hosting a fall festival with a pet blessing in mass at 11 a.m. on Saturday, October 2nd in the patio area of the parish. Food sales and raffle items will also be available for purchase. The event concludes on Sunday, October 3rd at 5.30 p.m. with a raffle drawing. For more information, call Sarah at 972-227-4124. Hello, my name is Bob Para, owner of Par Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910 AM. Par Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the North Richland Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at www.parcarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely.
0: You no, this is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. We'd really appreciate it. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babbage & Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network, where you're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage & Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H, welcome
2: back Catholic Connection. It's a Friday morning, and uh, you may be familiar with Mary Kaminsky. She's one of our new hosts on the Catholic View for Women. By the way, we've got a great show Sunday night. I believe Father Chris Alar is on with us. Uh, Mary has a unique um, position. She works as a pastoral associate at the Newman Catholic Center at Montclair State College in New Jersey, and she also has done a great deal of work in post abortive of Healing, and she works directly with us through the Silent No More Awareness Campaign. I've interviewed her a number of times, as you know, at the March for Life and my coverage for EW10. And Mary, boy, my heart broke when I read this story for so many reasons about actress Uma Thurman uh, basically celebrating killing her baby in an abortion, claiming she has no regrets. It was similar to what Michelle Williams said a few years ago at the Academy Awards, where she was so grateful that she had the opportunity to exercise her right, even though she never said abortion, because she wouldn't be where she is now if she had not basically exercised that quote-unquote right. And yet, reading between the lines, there's a lot here, isn't there?
1: Yes, absolutely, Teresa, and thank you so much for having me. Um, When I read this article, my heart went out to this woman, Uma, uh, she is the voice of a post abortive woman crying out it 's not about the Texas law, but a lot of it is about her own abortion and as a post abortive woman myself, I heard a few things, and a few i 'd like to point out I, I heard her say, and i 'm you know paraphrasing this, but through the article, it really comes through that this is so painful that I must look for ways to defend myself and allowing myself to have had a hand in my child 's death when I was a teenager. And I can say that there's nothing more difficult than admitting you took some part in agreeing to have an abortion, even if it's coerced. And about over 60% of abortions are coerced, and that is something, it seems, happened to her. And we see a lot of celebrities shouting their abortions at the Women's March, and there's a lot of anger, my body, my choice. Um, But we know that violence begets violence. And this is no doubt a story of pain. Uh, as most abortion stories are. And a few things I want to mention. This story is meant to tug at people's heartstrings. They want you to think about the hard cases, rape, incest. incest. Um, there's a, here's a young girl alone in Europe. But I was, I was reading this. She says, I wanted to keep my baby. I deserved the pain, so much pain in this story. Her heart was broken. And I quote, she says, the abortion I had as a teenager was the hardest decision of my life, one that caused me anguish then and saddens me even now. Hmm. And one last thing I want to mention, too, one of the most disturbing things that I read about this was how she framed her abortion doctor as very compassionate. She said, you remind me of my daughter. That's what she said about her doctor. And this is a complete lie. I can't tell you how many stories of horrible experiences and abuse that have happened with abortion doctors. And you know, we— one of my very good friends, Monsignor Mike Mannion, said, "Abortion is violence masquerading as compassion." Okay, mm-hmm. and that is so true. And we know from the testimonies from Dr. Nathanson and Dr. Levitino, um, you know, women are being hospitalized by legal abortion every day. Okay. You know, there's a lot of abuse here. So that is a lie, and it twists people's thoughts to think that, oh, how compassionate this doctor is, and he's reminding her of his daughter, and it's just just not true.
2: Well, she also said in the article that she underwent a very painful abortion procedure, and then she still feels sad when she thinks about her abortion so if you read between the lines what she's saying is that this oh, okay it was a difficult decision but it's not like she walked away you know uh, skipping and jumping into the future as this big-time actress so the pain is still there more than 30 years later
1: exactly
2: and she hasn't spoken
1: about this in 30 years so what does that tell you right there she's kept this secret within herself and one other thing to notice Teresa is if you look at Uma's background, she was, and she says, she was sexually abused at age 16. Okay, she's also part of the Me Too movement, and she was sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. Okay, so a lot of these dots uh, early sexual predators, abortion, more assault. And she made a comment about her three children, how, you know, they were brought into this world in very good relationships. Well, she's also suffered from two divorces. And her third child is from a broken relationship as well, okay? So when you really look at the whole picture of this woman, there's a lot of pain and brokenness. And this did not, you know, abortion did not make her life better. Right. That's for sure.
2: Right. The abortion I had as a teenager was the hardest decision of my life, one that caused me anguish then and saddens me even now. But it was a path to the life full of joy and love that I have experienced, Choosing not to keep that early pregnancy allowed me to grow up and become the mother I wanted and needed to be. That 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 is so much contradiction in there. You could spend hours just on those on those two statements. But the other thing too is that she mentions the situation she was in and that her parents didn't want her to have the baby and that she was in a financial situation. And what's so sad about this is she mentions nothing. She's attacking the whole reason she's coming out now is to support it is to support those fighting the Texas heartbeat law, but. Her situation could have been immediately addressed, and even if she didn't feel capable of raising the child, abortion is not the answer. There are so many pregnancy resource centers, and there's so much help being offered to women through the Texas Heartbeat Law. That's been offered along the way, but they're increasing the help. There are answers, and she could have placed the baby up for adoption, placed the baby with an adoptive family.
1: Right, that's that's so true. But look at the dynamic that she's when she speaks about it in this article. She says that, you know, her mother was uh very critically ill. You know, she's calling from a foreign you know, she's calling from Europe, okay? And her mother was a former model as well. So we don't know any of the background between her family and, and the whole situation there. And an older woman, you know, advised her, okay who might be post-abortive herself in Germany, you know, to the abortion. She probably connected her, you know, that way. And that's the thing. Women are always manipulated, okay, when they're looking out for help. She said, I want to keep my baby. But there was no one there, really, that was supporting this young woman.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yet she lies. She says a law is yet another discriminatory tool against those who are economically disadvantaged. It's just the opposite, Mary. Right,
1: Exactly. I had a discussion with this, uh you know, when this whole thing came out about the Texas uh, law, and with the money that's being given by the state of Texas, $100 million, and we know all these crisis pregnancy centers will welcome anybody, okay, regardless of race, color, creed, you know, um, their financial situation, and adoption. Adoption is so needed in this country. There's no babies, Okay. The help is there. It's just that people don't want to, you know, acknowledge that it's there, and that's what we, you know, have to constantly bring this out when we
2: talk mm-hmm. to people. And shame on the media for not covering this aspect of the law outside of uh, Catholic and other uh, Christian uh, media. And, and and a lot of conservative talk show hosts are talking about this well, this as well to their credit. Uh, an important point. I, I was interviewing a, um, a pro life speaker the other day who's doing who did an event yesterday in the Archdiocese of Detroit, and he goes around and he educates clergy on how to address this in the pulpit, and we were talking about this whole thing with the Texas heartbeat law, and he said it's so ridiculous because, you know, they say we don't care about women, and yet the abortion mills, the independent abortion mills primarily are run by men who are making so much money driving around in Lamborghinis, and women are the ones running the pregnancy resource centers for the most part and doing their own thing in terms of raising the money, barely making any money out there volunteering giving counseling giving baby items clothing food and parenting classes in some cases for up to four years so who really cares about women thank you very right. much
1: well we know that too we know even by the late dr bernard nathanson's testimony you know if you read and you listen to stories of women and i will put out there um anybody that wants to know more about stories from women check out abortion that's mm-hmm. uh the
3: silent
1: no more uh you know awareness um, website that you can read about the stories, okay, the women. These are out there, okay, on what really goes down behind, you know, the abortion, in the abortion clinic, and you'll see that a lot of it is, you know, abuse towards women. I I just don't understand this language, how this is going to help women.
2: Yeah. We're talking with Mary Kaminsky, and she is with the Catholic View for Women, of course, and also Montclair State College, serving as the pastoral associate for the Newman Catholic Center there, and she's been very involved in the wonderful Silent No More Awareness Campaign. Okay, Mary, I'm going to play the clip of Nancy Pelosi, then I'm going to give you a few minutes to respond. Uh, This is something that I've been talking about all morning long, and it's just very, very frustrating, um, especially as a Catholic. So take a listen. Oops, Andrew's trying to uh, cue it up. And anyway, um, she was speaking yesterday at a press conference on the Capitol Hill, and she was talking about this law, which, of course, Archbishop Cordiglione has come out very, very strongly against, and he's saying it's literally akin to child sacrifice. Here's her response. Take a The listen. Archdiocese
0: of San Francisco yeah. and the Archbishop of San Francisco warns that the bill is nothing more than a child sacrifice, and he calls on Catholics to fast and pray to defeat this bill. You're Catholic. Your reaction.
4: Yeah, I'm Catholic. I come from a pro-life family, not active in that regard, uh, different in their view of a woman's right to choose than I am. In my right to choose, I have five children, in six years and one week, and I keep saying to people who say things like that, when you have five children in six days, six years in one day, we can talk about what business is of any of us to tell anyone else to do. For us, it was a complete and total blessing, which we enjoy every day of our lives. But it's none of our business how other people choose the size and timing of their families. My, the the Archbishop of the city of uh, that area of San Francisco, and I have a disagreement about who should decide this. I believe that uh, God has given us a free will to honor our responsibilities.
2: Your response, Mary? Well, first of all,
1: you can tell by her voice that she's extremely hesitant and she's yep. rattled. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank the Archbishop Corleone for you know speaking out, okay, and also for uh, the reporter that asked these questions. She's put off, okay, and this is kind of a good thing for the pro I side.
2: said that too. I said it's a good thing, because <laughs> the Holy Spirit's working in her, whether she wants to admit it. Right? right?
1: And then she goes back and she talks about her own five children. What does that have to do with abortion, okay? Because she had five children, all of a sudden she's a woman and she can say that abortion is okay. Again, they go back to this woman's choice, women's body. It's not a woman's body, okay? We know that biologically. It's a separate body of a child. And the third thing is, you know, when she's talking about free will. Free will, we know, as Catholics is choosing the good, what we ought to do, okay? what You just don't... I. I just can't believe that god would say use free will to you know to choose murder okay and i think that's why she was all upset because she just is very flustered and knows in her heart that this is totally wrong and this has nothing to do with family planning okay but it's all language that you know she wants to throw out there and people are getting smarter okay and the more questions that we ask the better these people will be exposed
2: Right, And this whole thing about nobody's business, but wait a minute, as I was saying in, in my um, uh, monologue at the bottom of the hour, wait a minute, you're making it everybody's business. First of all, we're supposed to care about each other, and we do care about, about women and babies and abortion because it affects all of us, so it affects everybody. And you're butting into our business because you're insisting we pay for it, and you're pressuring doctors and nurses not only to pay for it with their tax dollars, but to go against their own conscience and right. their free will.
1: And she's also with this bill, too. I mean, there's no protection for children that would survive outside the womb. There's no informed consent policies. They want to, you know, redact all of the uh 1,300, I think it is, life-affirming policies that we've, you know, worked so hard to put forth. There's no safety measure from chemical abortions. I mean, this bill is horrible, okay? And how she can stand up there and say that, you know, Free will and, and women have a right to choose. I mean, let, let's talk about what it really is, you know, and cover
2: these people. Well, they can't, because if they do, then, then the whole argument just implodes, which is... And, well, exactly. but I, Yeah, I do. I felt very badly, though, for Archbishop Cordlione, because she didn't even want to identify him as her own archbishop. Do you notice how she stumbled in that area?
1: Yeah, because she's guilty, Teresa. Yeah, That's well. the thing. That's her archbishop. So, you know, how can she, you know... Say that she's a Catholic, and she, if you heard how she said it, yes, I'm a Catholic, and I come from a pro-life family. Okay? What does that mean? You don't believe everything then, Nancy. Okay? <laughs> So, you know, the whole thing is exposing her, I thought, you know, and uh, to me that's a good thing Anytime these people get exposed.
2: And we keep praying for him uh, because I know I've had a change on abortion and so many of us had, so we just keep praying, but we also have to put the truth out there because that's how people can change when their eyes and their hearts are open. Mary, thanks so much, and thanks to all the great work that you do on college campuses and with Silent No More, and, of course, now in the Catholic View for Women. We'll be right back on a Friday.
5: When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Ray. My latest book, Jesus, the Master Psychologist, Listen to Him, talks about how Jesus was 2,000 years ahead of modern enlightened psychology. If he's God, he knows the absolute best way to live, whether psychology agrees or whether it doesn't. Go to AveMariaRadio.net to get your copy. Jesus will tell you the best way to live. Hello, this is Steve Ray from Footprints of God Pilgrimages. Our Wisconsin pilgrimage is already sold out, but our St. Augustine trip was such a success that we're starting another one in November 1st through the 4th, the beginning of the Catholic history of our country, the first parish and the first parish mass. Great place. Also, three trips to the Holy Land, a St. Paul cruise and Lourdes and Fatima. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio Travel tab at avemariaradio.net.
2: Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Coming up on a Monday, Gail Buckley with our Scripture Verse of the Week. And then we're also going to be talking about some cool things going on in the media for the good. Remember what our church teaches us. We do not throw the baby out with the bathwater, and media can be used and should be used wisely. And we'll learn about some great efforts going on from Cross Boss Media and Studio 316, we'll find out what that's all about. Now go out there and have a good weekend and pray and pray for all of our leaders. And, uh, well, pray for me too. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for EWTN to have the advantage to speak about these things. Talk to you on a Monday.
1: You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's ave Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.
3: Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
5: St. Rita Catholic Community in Dallas invites all listeners to its Seton Grief Ministry Program. The class is a 10-week structured program for those mourning the loss of a loved one. The course begins October 13th. The program will focus on the four tasks of mourning using the diocesan-approved New Day Journal Workbook. All materials are provided and donations are welcome. For more information, call Sandy at 214-223-7349. That's
2: 214-223-7349.
1: Do you know a healthcare professional who would benefit by learning more about fertility awareness and the Billings ovulation method? Someone in need of continuing education credit? BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association, is a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They've created online training specifically for healthcare professionals or experienced fertility awareness teachers. Visit BOMA USA.org and click on health professionals at the top of the page. Please spread the word to the healthcare professionals in your life.
3: For listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for Your Soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.